Welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you talking everything Buffalo Bills. And as you hear this podcast, you know that the Bills currently sit at 3-0 in the preseason with the 24-20 victory over the Detroit Lions. And of course, 3-0 in the preseason means absolutely nothing. But uh, as the Bills enter week four of the preseason, they'll actually have a chance to have their first ever undefeated preseason. So Woohoo! Congratulations. Um, all kidding aside, as we take a look at this, you know, you you talk about the preseason. We talk about trying to keep our expectations in check. And I myself think I've even been a little bit guilty with this uh, when it comes to Josh Allen and the quarterback play for the Buffalo Bills. And and really, as we talk about the podcast today, it's pumping the brakes a bit on the Josh Allen hype train. And and as we go through it, and it's it's maybe the game against the Lions was a little bit of a reminder as, you know, we saw Allen's play. We saw a game script that was really focused more on the run than the pass, but really the reminder of the the interception that got called back because of the penalty, the roughing the passer call on Allen, the interception that he even quoted is calling hero ball that, you know, we as fans can take a look and just be reminded that Josh Allen is still a young quarterback, still has a lot of room to grow in the NFL and he still needs to cut down on those types of mistakes for him to be successful in the 2019 season. And I say this, right, because you get the updates from training camp. You see him in the first two weeks of the preseason. You know what Allen can do. You, again, you talk about not getting too excited in the preseason. You think back to the games against the Colts and the Panthers where Allen definitely you know, flashed and showed some, some great progress that he had made. Then you come into this game against the Lions and you've got you've got Allen really just handing the ball off a lot, right? Almost uh, inverting the run to pass option uh, ratio that he would have had in the first two weeks of the preseason. So now you've got Josh Allen comes out and and just a kind of a, a mediocre preseason performance. And again, I'm not. I'm not putting too much on the preseason, but I think as you go into it, right, you don't want your highs to get too high and your lows to get too low. So when I say that, you know, we pump the brakes a little bit on the Josh Allen hype train, I'm not saying that we stop it. I'm not saying that we, you know, put it in the garage and everybody gets out and we we talk about starting Matt Barkley because those of you that suggesting that you have to be realistic with yourself and know it's not something that is going to happen this season, but think to yourself, okay, let's take a step back. Let's get our expectations in check and let's really focus on the positives that we can moving forward. And I think when we talk about the positives moving forward for Josh Allen, it's his recognition of what he should and should not be doing. But for us also to take a minute and look at all of the things around him and really what that can mean for the 2019 season. Uh, yes, we want him to be the franchise quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, right? We would all say nobody wants that more than me, than Josh Allen to be that guy. But let's remember he's got 11 NFL career starts under his belt, a five and six record in those starts, and he's going to continue to make some mistakes. And as Bills fans, when you have a second year quarterback, whoever it is, you've got to be willing to live with some of those mistakes. And I would say the same thing about Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, or Baker Mayfield, right? All of these guys, it seems like they could have bright futures ahead of them. 
but there's going to be some mistakes. There's going to continue to be some growing pains. And Josh Allen truly falls into that category. But as you do take a look at it, right, there is still plenty of reason to be optimistic around Allen and what he can mean for the Bills in the 2019 season. And so much of that, yes, starts with just him as the individual, the way he commands a huddle, the way his teammates see him as a leader. Of course, all of the physical gifts and abilities that he has. But let's not forget, right, you can look back to last year and see what he was able to accomplish with a below average wide receiver core with a horrible offensive line and a group of running backs that struggled to get going. Now, as you take a look forward to this year, and again, why I choose to be optimistic about Allen is he makes that progression. It is those three groups that are around him. And as we do go through with it, you continue to see where things can improve. Not to get into too much of what took place in week three of the preseason, but it was nice to see the running game establish itself a bit more because I think that will be so important to Allen and the entire offense. I think for many of us, we saw those first two games in the preseason where the Bills came out throwing much more than they were running the football. And again, against the Detroit Lions, they looked to establish the run a bit more. Um, with that, some of the runs were negated by penalty, but it was nice to see LaShawn McCoy um, look like LaShawn McCoy, right? And just be elusive in the pocket, um, get into open space, make some quality runs. You know, with that being said, he's going to continue to right come up in conversation. So many fans think, well, does this mean they might look to trade him? Might this, might that. Listen, if LaShawn McCoy can still produce and still be a, a successful runner for the Buffalo Bills offense, he will be a part of the success of the team in 2019. So, right, you've got McCoy as a factor. Frank Gore looked great against the Lions, right? If he can continue to be, let's call it number two in the one-two punch between himself and LaShawn McCoy. And then, of course, Devin Singletary. It looks like he is viewed as the future of the position, but it will be interesting to see how much time he will get during 2019. But if we have an effective Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy in the backfield, with Josh Allen, right? Just think of the security blanket that these two can provide, just being able to churn out yards here and there and what that can mean for Allen. Um, the other piece, when so many fans talk about the potential trade for uh, trading of LaShawn McCoy, you know, I, I just look at it. I look at the rapport and relationship that he has with Allen, what it could do to the locker room. Again, if he can still play and if any bit of the burst that he showed on Friday night stays into the season, I think that is something that uh, a player that can help Josh Allen and would love to see that moving forward. Uh, we've all, you know, each episode, it seems like we talk about the changes to the offensive line, the injury to Quentin Spain, waiting to get more information on what that may look like. But when you talk about an improved offensive line, that should be much better for Allen. I'd love to see Mitch Morris start to get some snaps sometime soon uh, and see what happens with the lineup once everyone is quote unquote healthy. And, uh, and I say that with Quentin Spain going out, it'll be interesting to see if John Feliciano moves over to left guard or if they go more with, uh, you know, an Ike Botker, a Wyatt Teller, or even maybe a Spencer Long. If it were me right now, I could see that offensive line playing out with Dawkins at left tackle, Feliciano at left guard, Mitch Morris at center, uh, Ty Insecki at right tackle, and Cody Ford at the right guard spot. But again, right, you talk about why you would be optimistic about Josh Allen because he has a much better offensive line in front of him. Uh, when you look at how the offensive line performed on Friday night, thought they did a decent job. Um, but again, you look at that injury to Quentin Spain, if it is something serious, 
uh, you know, every team has their reason why you can say just get rid of these preseason games. And that truly would be one for Bills fans. You know, the last piece, and, and we talk about it all the time, you really can't talk about a quarterback without talking about their wide receivers. And for the Bills, I think when you take a look at this group, you know, each and every week, it's kind of somebody else that is uh, that is the main target for the Bills. It was tough to see Cole Beasley with a fumble in the game on Friday night because, you know, that's one of those things that not that it's going to have any impact on Beasley's uh, roster status or what that may be. But, you know, just one of those that obviously kills a drive that you, you really don't see from Beasley the rest of the game, which has been something consistent for Coach Sean McDermott in the preseason so far. But uh, again, as we look through, you see Allen hooking up with John Brown a couple of times during the game on Friday night. Always great to see. We know he's got a decent rapport with Zay Jones. That's a, you know, that goes without being said. And we talked about his constant connections with Cole Beasley against the Carolina Panthers last week. You know, as I take a look at it, I think those three are just solidified as those top three targets. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Robert Foster. He was targeted by Allen in that hero ball moment that uh, the interception that ended up getting called back because of the roughing the passer penalty. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him as we do look at things, because I had been convinced that Foster, based on the way he finished last year, his rapport with Allen, yada, yada, all these all these things you've heard me say before would be a lock for the roster and one of those top five wide receivers on the team. Now I'm not quite sure, and I say that just because you haven't seen much taking place from him. You've seen him you know, trying to learn special teams and do more there, but when you see guys like Duke Williams uh, performing another touchdown catch for Duke Williams, and, and not just that it's a touchdown catch, right? We're talking about the preseason, but that that type of catch, right, where you've got a quarterback that needs to get the ball out. You've got Williams high pointing the ball, making a nice catch, going up above the defense, securing it, strong hands, bringing the ball in for the second week in a row. You know, you start to think to yourself, is Duke Williams going to make the 53 man roster for the bills? But again, we go through all of it. You've got Robert Foster who finished 2018 is arguably the best wide receiver on the team. Now there's question if he's even going to make the roster. And you talk about that from the standpoint of the talent around the quarterback, the talent around Josh Allen, and really looking at things and, and more specifically those additions of Cole Beasley, the addition of John Brown, and what those guys can truly mean moving forward. So, you know, even as I'm talking here, right, I say let's pump the brakes on the Josh Allen hype train. It's a, a so-so preseason game, so you don't want to read into it too much, but just remind yourself on two fronts. Still a very young quarterback, room to grow. He's going to make some mistakes. That hero ball moment from Friday night, you know, kind of tuck that in the, you know, back part of your brain there. Just remember, it's one of those things that's going to happen. And when it does happen during the regular season, and it likely will happen here or there, you know, just remind yourself that it's part of the maturation, the progress taking place with Josh Allen and something that we'll all kind of need to, to keep in the back of our minds moving forward with it. The other piece is, though, as we do, you know, look forward to this season and you think of some of the highlights from Josh Allen in 2018 and what we want him to be in 2019 and just think how much better the supporting cast is around him than it was the year before, right? We talk about an improved wide receiver group, offensive line and running backs, and I don't include the tight ends in there just because the injuries have really kept us from seeing what that group can really look like. 
but from a whole, the supporting cast around Josh Allen is so much improved from what it was in 2018. And I don't think anyone wants to forget about that, right? So you talk about his progress, you talk about the improvements around him, and that doesn't even take into account the added time that he has is getting more reps throughout the preseason, more reps throughout training camp and practice and developing that rapport with Brian Dable. So yes, we're pumping the brakes on the Josh Allen hype train just a little bit, but by no means are we getting off the Josh Allen hype train. And I hope that you'll continue to, uh, to stick with us here at breaking Buffalo rumbling. So before we wrap up this podcast, want to remind you guys hit that subscribe button, make sure that you are getting all of the great podcasts that we have here at Buffalo rumblings.com. Also encourage you to check me out at Twitter at Anth Marino. Check out my pinned tweet. We've got a, a new survivor pool that we're going to be doing for charity this season. We'll talk about it more in our next few episodes as well, but you can win some great autographed items from Fred Jackson, Daryl Taylor, Steve Tasker, and Stevie Johnson. So definitely check that out on my Twitter account at Anth Marino. So again, appreciate you guys tuning in and joining us for Breaking Buffalo Rumblings this week. Make sure you join uh, subscribe and check us out each and every podcast that we have and log on to buffalorumblings.com for the latest on the Buffalo Bills. Take care. We'll be back with you next time.